0: coming up on this week's episode of RSVP.
1: You can see the story of what's happened in that room just by glancing at the carpet. Oh, gosh.
0: (laughs) I thought about running away, but he'd already called my name and the crowd had already parted like the Red Sea.
1: There was, like, vinyl earth walls and pregnant women everywhere. (laughs)
0: It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more, with special guests and fun galore, hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between, so sit back, relax, for a while, no whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for
1: RSVP.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of RSVP, the podcast for events and travel professionals looking for some inspiration and just some light-hearted fun. This week's guest is definitely fun. Ishta Neakujo is a producer from DRPG and honestly is a bag full of laughs. I promise this episode will be one you enjoy. But don't just enjoy Get Involved. If you have an anonymous confession that you want to submit all you have to do is email cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. That's cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. And of course, a big thank you to IBTM for sponsoring this episode. But for now, sit back, relax and enjoy RSVP. Hi Ishta, welcome and thank you so much for getting involved with RSVP. How are you?
1: I'm great. I'm glad to be here Um, with my booming voice
0: you've you've got great energy i'm so excited for this episode like i'm literally like do you know like i can feel the vibes already so this this is going to be a great episode i'm very excited um what have you been up to
1: wow so uh things have gone from zero to 100 um i think for everybody um racing up and down unfortunately just the uk although there's nothing wrong with the uk um, but yeah, from, from being one of those events, people who were flying here, there and everywhere, now I'm training here, there and everywhere and managing to stop at every tree. Why did trains do Just Go direct, <laughs> go direct, go direct. So
0: it's busy. It's true. When you, when you're not in a rush, you're like, oh, this is a lovely scenic route. And you feel like you're in Harry Potter on the Hogwarts yeah. Express.
1: Yeah.
0: When you're working, take the most yeah, direct route, please.
1: Exactly. Take the most direct route. And why have you got no Wi-Fi in this area? Why am I in blackout now? I thought we were a progressive country. I'm <laughs> just like, I'm no one here.
0: <laughs> well, the first part of this podcast is about ranting. And I feel like that in itself was a mini rant. But yes. what is what is your official rant?
1: I mean, I think at the moment, um, as I was discussing with some of my colleagues earlier, there's a big discussion, or maybe it's just an internal discussion with me as I'm sitting on the train <laughs> in a random location of um, everyone everyone wanting to get back to live really, really quickly. So from my experience and I have, you know, been climbing and meandering through the industry for um coming up to twenty years now. Yes, I know I don't look at it. I'm him. shocked. Yeah boy. I, I, <laughs> another year boy don't age (laughs) right it doesn't crack (laughs) um yeah so it's it's getting to the point where getting back to live is on everyone's minds people want to really go back gung-ho into what was in my opinion a former life within events um and people are you know, wanting to get out of virtual, which I completely understand. But I think it's this word hybrid um, that is kind of like pulling people in two different directions. And where I stand on that is hybridity is the way forward. And speaking to my colleagues earlier, they were like, oh, really? Like people really want to get out of studios. And I was like, well, it's never going to get back to what it was. Like from a... Economical perspective, how many marketing departments are now thinking, mm, I don't have to spend 5.5 million building at MWC when I can spend 2 million building at MWC and then spend X amount on bringing everybody else in, you know, on a virtual broadcast and creating two different experiences that we will, you know, um, tie together to make a well-rounded televisual and in-person event. And I completely agree with it. From my point of view right now, I'm thoroughly enjoying where my career has taken me. I'm learning so many new things. And for people to kind of like fight against hybrid, um, they can bog off because it's here to stay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It's so true though, because like, you know, firstly people seem to think that hybrid is a new thing when it's you know tv yeah. has been having large-scale events exactly. eurovision football
1: yeah.
0: american talk shows there's always been a hybrid element where you have a live studio audience yeah and yeah. then you have broadcaster millions exactly so the format is not it's not this weird new thing that's just kind of been sprung on us and we're like mm, that's that's a fad that yeah. won't last it's mm-hmm. like no 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 it's been around for years yeah Um,
1: exactly and and I get it and I think you're right exactly I mean it's a point of we're now if we're in an era where inclusion on all levels is mattering quite rightly more and more every day every minute every hour and to exclude somebody because they couldn't be there in person is not appropriate anymore. Mm. So to be given the opportunity to hear an important message that's delivered from, you know, from whichever mouth is really important. I, I think that this is the way that we're going to move forward. And, you know, for anybody who's fighting it from the event side, it's just suck it up. This is where we are now. And and this is where we grow. People are thinking, oh well there's money in live events yeah but for the amount of things that we can do hybrid and virtual that's a cash cow in itself yeah so up hybridity
0: love that up hybridity yes (laughs) The next part of RSVP is your chance to share some stories of your most memorable experiences. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first experience I would like to hear from you is your most memorable destination.
1: Uh, Twinkleberry Finn, which I stopped through on the train on the way here. I'm joking. (laughs) 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 I think think it would be um, delivering CES in Vegas for relevant clients who exhibited there before doing CES I hadn't been to Vegas before it was just something that I saw on television and a place that bad people go
0: a city of sin (laughs) a
1: city of sin exactly but the whole concept of like CES as an event and the way that they kind of like take over Vegas coupled with the fact that I was kind of like there not on my own pocket which is you know one of the reasons a lot of us love our industry um, yeah, that, that was brilliant, you know, to be able to stay in the Mirage. It's just so American, so yeah. American. And then we were in the Venetian for our part of the event. I'd say from a personal travel point and from a work travel point, going to places like Vegas, New York, they're just not places that I would holiday in. Yeah. So now that I'm a bit older in my in my working life, And I've got a a certain position in my working life going away for work. I'm not kind of the grunt work being up till 4am in the morning, making sure that every little last bit's printed. I'm not saying that my job is easy in any way, shape or form. And I'm not work shy. But the reason I'm telling you is because it gives you a chance to look around. Yeah. It gives you and opportunities to go and kind of like seek and find, which you don't usually get the opportunity to do on a work trip. So like going to thrift shops and going to eat in nice restaurants and just being American.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? You're, I'm exactly the same. Like I never had any ambitions to go to Las Vegas yeah. as a as a tourist. Yeah. Um, and, and, and for no particular reason, but it was just like, I just wanted to go to non-Western cultures. I, I, was, I was adamant to go to all these different places that were completely different cultures.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, yeah, the only times I've been to Vegas have been for work trips. Yeah. And, oh my God, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And it's, yeah. it's like movies had given me one perception. Yeah. But then when I got there, it was it was a much more relatable perception. I thought yeah. I'd have to be suited and booted walking around all the time. I thought I'd have to be throwing dice. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a playground. <laughs> it's just a playground for adults. And you yeah. can just, whatever it is, whether you want to see Celine Dion or Lady Gaga or whoever it is that's headlining or whether you want to zip line down a a, a random street or whether you want to get like all you can eat buffet like there is literally everything that you can want to play with and it doesn't have to be is you know this city of sin kind of
1: exactly that's label yeah 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 i've just got a a mental image of you now just throwing dice everywhere for no (laughs) particular reason
0: (laughs) so the next experience (laughs) that i would like to hear from you is your most memorable hotel experience.
1: Um, a lot of the hotels that I stayed in in Dubai were beautiful. I lived in Dubai for seven years. Oh wow! Yeah, so got back in two thousand and fourteen, um, and most not because of anything that Dubai did, but mostly I just got sick of the sandpit and wanted the soil back. Yeah. Um, so what you what you realise is like from a real estate aspect, like London, UK, like we don't have space. So even if you're in the nicest hotel ever, um, like the smaller it is, the the bigger the word boutique on the side is. And it's just like, hey, don't get a in there, look. <laughs> but when you go to, you know, the US and you go to Dubai, um, uh, you know, UAE in general, you've just got these massive rooms, which just seem palatial in comparison to what we have here yeah I think Emirates Palace in Dubai, Mirage in Vegas.
0: There is something about like the Dubai rooms even if you've got like the entry-level room you feel like it's a suite you feel like you're in one of the top rooms you could get in like you say in in a place where space is a little bit more limited so I I totally get that there's a sense of luxury in the the cheapest room you could possibly get in Dubai still feels like five-star luxury
1: yeah so as you can imagine in comparison to now <laughs> I have no problem where I stay I'm not bougie like that mm. um, but it's a stark contrast you know to staying in your more budget hotels in the UK where you can see the story of what's happened in that room just by glancing at the carpet oh gosh <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to go, you can really see the the history and the story like by, by looking at the facade of the hotel. No, just by looking at the carpet, you Look know what's it, gone down. Like,
1: I, can, yeah. I can identify that spillage right there and then suddenly you put your socks back on, you put your boots back on, and you wish you could fly because you never want to touch the floor again.
0: Your last sort of experience would be your food experience. What's the most memorable food experience you've had? And this doesn't have to be bougie. This could be literally cafe down the road.
1: I had amazing... I, I love Korean food. So in New York, on a more casual work trip, a few meetings, and then we had time to ourselves, and we went for Korean fried chicken in this little, like, restaurant, and the walls were, like, emblazoned with old vinyl. Like, the walls were just vinyl. It's absolutely amazing, like old, uh, like, sonograms everywhere. Is sonogram the right word?
0: Uh,
1: or is that what you...
0: When you're pregnant. The... It's
1: not a sonogram. <laughs> is, it, is it a sonogram when you're pregnant?
0: I think it is, isn't it? I think
1: so. That's the wrong word then.
0: Something. So, a
1: somethingogram. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> the gram,
0: the gram, the, the, gram, the, the gram, yeah, yeah. The gram. Do it for the
1: gram. I love it. There was, like, vinyl earth walls and pregnant women everywhere. <laughs>
0: Saw loads of baby images. Loads of baby
1: images. (laughs) It was amazing. Um, So yeah, Korean fried chicken, soju, Manhattan. That was like hit the nail on the head. I've not been able to find anything to that caliber like in the UK. I've even been to Koreatown in New Malden, but like give me good fried chicken, especially Korean fried chicken. Perfect. We can't wait to travel
0: again. Meet exchange network. That's what the mice industry is all about. So thank you, IBTM, for making it possible again this year. Hope to see many of you in Barcelona. The next part of RSVP is the V, which stands for visions. And this is an opportunity for you to paint a vision of your, like, most ideal, your dream event. Like, no limitations. Budget is, is a myth. And you can... Just go crazy with it. What would your dream event look like?
1: Um, On a vanilla level, I'd really like to produce the Mobos. Yeah. Like, I think that that would be wicked. And oddly enough, and I know that we might call this sadomasochism, I'm a fan of a rider. I like to achieve the unattainable. So if you want... Mariah, if you want bunnies, I'll bring you bunnies! (laughs) (laughs) Like... If you want butterflies, I'll flutter my bar in. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of like a realistic, something that I, I will probably be able to achieve.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, <laughs> on a fantasy level, I love Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Not the new one.
0: No, no, no. That's the, scary. The Gene Wilder one, the classic.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then coupled with the fact I really like immersive... Like sense, all sense immersive experiences. So smell, touch, see, taste, all of it. So to create like a world um, for a client where from the get go, you're like stepping into like a all consuming, tasty Narnia. Yes. Like, you know, when you, you know, when you were younger and you used to kind of like lick the snow. (laughs) you know, put
0: snow in your mouth. I, do you know what's funny? I went to uh, the Fairmont in yeah. Canada and mm. they do, like, snow lollies where they, they pour maple syrup onto yeah. fresh snow and then roll it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: posted that on TikTok. Yeah. It went viral because there was such a controversy about eating snow. 50% of the population are so anti-eating snow and 50% think it's looked delicious. And I never knew that snow... Could be so polarized.
1: That's so odd that I should even bring that up, then, because like, <laughs> why, why would there be a problem? As long as it's not like road snow or yellow yeah, snow, yeah. then what's the problem?
0: <laughs> <laughs> road snow or yellow snow. That's it. Just avoid those two. Just
1: those two. <laughs> like, why would you not eat snow?
0: Well, I mean, you did as a kid, clearly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So I mean, we won't harp on about it. Right? <laughs> get a name for myself
0: but something where you could basically walk around the whole event and you could just eat everything like everything is edible yeah
1: but just the most okay so my favorite bit of the uh disney's alice in wonderland is um march hare and mad hatter's tea party and um the mad hatter takes a bite out of his plate after he's finished his cup of tea yes and i just really it's just it's unnecessary it doesn't make any sense (laughs) And it's like, well, why not? Like, I think it's brilliant, peculiar. Um, for the sake of being peculiar, is what I like.
0: I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. I also like just you just made me think like imagine you know you put down a plate as someone's meal and you didn't put anything on the plate yeah. and they were like what is this and you're like oh no the plates are edible that's your yeah, meal yeah, exactly. like people like what <laughs>
1: exactly
0: like why have I got an empty plate in front of me when's the food coming up that is the food exactly and you eat it and it's the most delicious thing ever
1: and then you'd be ripped apart by Jay Rayner <laughs> in a food critic column I mean, it's like I've stumbled upon this ridiculous Restaurant in london where you just eat what you're sat on <laughs> pretentious bollocks that is
0: the final part of rsvp mm-hmm. is where people anonymously share their pains they vary in terms of how painful they are yeah depending on the personality type i think more would find this and, and others would be like, yeah, whatever. Okay. I feel like you might be a yeah, whatever type reaction to this, but we'll see. see. So, Dear Callum, I was at an excellent employee conference recently. The day was filled with great content and fantastic networking, but more importantly, there was a buzz. This buzz carried through to the evening reception, which was held at a beautiful hotel and was supplied with copious amounts of alcohol. Hmm. The entertainment for the evening was a live band that really knew how to get the crowd going. They really fostered interaction with the audience and united the crowd. On one of their breaks, I got talking to the band's frontman and he told me that a few of the employees would be getting up to sing on stage.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: He then asked if it was something I'd be keen on uh, whilst showing me a list of songs. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I thought to myself, great, I love karaoke, and signed myself up for a song that I knew would get the crowd involved, a real party starter. What I didn't realise was that the employees gracing the stage before me were doing so because they were actually professional singers. It's a shame. And somewhere along the line, the front man had come under the impression that I'd be able to actually (laughs) sing. I cannot. But it was now my time to get up. I thought about running away, but he'd already called my name and the crowd had already parted like the Red Sea to reveal me on the other side of the room. Reveal. I'm picturing this like, like a really cinematic, like the spotlight on you and everything.
1: <laughs> I've got all the in my head about this now. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> the professional setup was ready for me and the crowd was waiting eagerly. He then passes me an iPad with the lyrics to the song and the band starts to play. <laughs> Perhaps it was the alcohol, or maybe, at that point, I just hoped that nobody could hear me, but I proceeded to sing terribly down the microphone, much to the crowd's dismay. (laughs) I then realised the lyrics in front of me were from a different song by the same title, and so continued to sing badly... Whilst also using the wrong That's that's bad on the on the front man's it. part there. Yeah, yeah no, he's exactly. really thrown you under the bus I with know, that right. one. <laughs>
1: You've literally taken one for the team there. Um,
0: soon enough the song came to an end, my fifteen minutes of fame was over, and I was freed to drown my sorrows amongst the mob. Hmm. The silver lining, however, is that after my performance, other people, equally drunk and equally incapable of holding a note, stepped up to perform, and it actually did turn into a karaoke session. Yeah. Not all bad.
1: No. I I really like that story. I find nothing embarrassing <laughs> about it at all.
0: I feel like a lot of people would be mortified by that experience.
1: Yeah. I mean, the people who'd be mortified by it. probably wouldn't have had the gumptions put their hand up in any way, shape or form mm. in the first place. Yeah.
0: Because karaoke is great. And I think it's especially it sounds like there was a buzz, there was a vibe, yeah. everyone was drinking. You know, I'm all for karaoke. Whenever someone makes that call at like, you know, like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, they're like...
1: Right there. Karaoke? Absolutely. I'm always, yes. Yeah. But also, I think that karaoke is not for a professional. <laughs> yes. And I'm sorry, how many times have you been to karaoke and then someone gets up who can sing, and you're just like, oh, get her. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. This is not your time to shine. <laughs> no. Like, karaoke should be redubbed jokey" because yeah. that's exactly what it is. I think the person did a massive thing for society and made sure... <laughs> that the people who stepped in his footsteps post him singing badly and to the wrong song felt comfortable enough to shamelessly embarrass themselves for the rest of the night too.
0: He or she lay yes. on their sword mm-hmm. and, and let everybody else kind of... It it sounds like it was a turning point in the night because, yes. you know, when a band's performing, it's great, there's a vibe, you're dancing on the dance yeah, floor. Yeah. But when, when it suddenly shifts and, you know, the crowd is getting up on stage, yeah. the, I, yeah. I would say he has done a service. He's done he a service.
1: She. And it nicely brings us back round full circle to inclusion. He included people who maybe wouldn't have been willing to be included before. So kudos to the he or she who made that happen.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's true. I will say, though, mm. getting the wrong lyrics on the iPad. <laughs> I don't know if that was a deliberate or accidental mistake, but... Hilarious Not so, well, whatsoever That's why you know You want to go for those songs Like Bohemian Rhapsody There's yeah. only one song Called Bohemian Rhapsody
1: Exactly Yeah yeah yeah
0: Although on second thoughts That's one of the longest songs You could ever sing and, <laughs> and if you get up on stage In karaoke Or on this environment And you're singing for seven minutes You need to get Hauled off immediately
1: I'm not going to lie That's my go to So of course works. Fl- <laughs> <is. laughs> If we're ever out together, yeah. you can either decide then whether to run or stay with me. Get involved. Yeah. yeah. Get
0: involved. The good thing with that though is it is a it's you know, it sounds like they chose a song that was of a similar kind of um, ilk, but like yeah. it's one that crowds can get involved. Yes. I think when you choose a song that, that no one can really get involved, then it is just a performance and it's a little bit awkward. It's,
1: like, it's proper cringe. Yeah. Like it is. sorry, it's making me cringe inside <laughs> right now. Because I've been there and I've seen it and I'm being like, Do you know what? You're a tick. <laughs> Like, you wanted to get up there. Stop it now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think we definitely need to go to karaoke together. And we hopefully need to bring someone with us who's like that.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. You've been a delight and rightly predicted for all of the energy and all of the vibes. So (laughs) thank thank you you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. And I will for sure see you again on the dance floor. Yes.